This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Make sure you download that free Odyssey app. Uh, search ESPN 1320. Save us as your favorite radio station. We'll go live following tonight's Kings and Spurs game exclusively uh, on that Odyssey app. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't believe anything you read or hear for the next eight days. Uh, that's just the way this time of year works uh, in the National Basketball Association. But we've begun to see uh, Matisse Thibel's name associated with the Sacramento Kings. I believe it started with a report from Mark Stein, our buddy, Keith Pompey. Yeah, no, uh, buddy right there. He was able to confirm not only are the Sacramento Kings uh, interested in Matisse Thibel monitoring that situation, but so are the Golden State Warriors. Mm. Mm. Now, I got a bunch of questions as it pertains to that because we talked extensively about Matisse Thibel yesterday. And I want to ask you, does the fact Golden State might be interested in Thibel change your desire to acquire him in any way? No. Because Thibel on the Warriors makes a lot of sense to me. It makes more sense than on the Kings. And that sounds that sounds weird to say because the Kings don't play good defense near the Warriors. But I think there's a spot for him to play like close out games, play routinely mm. with the Golden State Warriors. I don't I don't see that right now with the Kings. So it, it it makes a lot more sense for the Warriors. It doesn't it doesn't make me say, man, they're in on them. I we gotta go get them now. No. No, I, I still stand by what I said yesterday. If, if you're that star for defense, I think you should start with trying to play Terrence and Casey Ogpala more. Um, before you try to go and give up something to go get a guy that's a great defender, but is a zero on the on the offensive end. So you said Terrence. Let's talk about that for a second because I, I don't want you to get called to the to 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 the carpet for this. That Dybul's a better defender than Terrence Davis is. Yes, better overall player is Terrence? Question mark. Uh, I would think so. You know, that's called, I mean, Thibel is a better defender who can score. Terrence Davis is a capable defender who can score. So I think he's better. Terrence Remember is. When I told everybody Terrence Davis was better than Buddy Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's still true. Or not, <laughs> I was like, I was I mean, like, I know this I man feel, is not going to say. He is, I think he is better than Buddy Hill. Really? Yeah. Buddy's having a heck of a season though. I, once again, I, I continue to say, if outside of, of shooting, name me one thing that Buddy Hield is better than Terrence Davis had. Well, if 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 Terrence had the green light and the leeway that Buddy had. In the minutes. 
Yeah, and I think those things kind of go hand in hand. Like if he had the the the, the green light and the leeway, yeah, like maybe he could do what, what, what. But I, I like Terrence's energy. Like I mean, again, we've said this before. We're biased towards Terrence Davis. I I like him a lot as a player. Um, I don't want him. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of trading him for Matisse Stiebel. I don't. Um, I I think they're. I I. I I just don't think you're going to get that. You're not going to get an. You're not. You're not. You're absolutely not going to get any sort of offensive burst from Matisse Thybul, uh, which, and and I think Jason brought this up yesterday. You can, and this is probably why Golden State makes so much sense. You can surround him with shooters. Mm-hmm. You, you can surround the. But again, it's what you can do with Casey Akpala, and you don't play. <laughs> <laughs> and like Casey doesn't get that run. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, and, I don't know. Jacob in the chat, he says Akpala is just an above average defender. Thibault locks people up. Well, there's a couple things that I would say about that. And I, I don't dislike Matisse Thibault. But if he locked people up like that, why is a team that's going for a championship even flirting with the idea of getting rid of him? Like if he was that locked down, where like yo, well, he plays championship defense, then the team going for a championship would keep him, right? Apparently, he's on the trading block. Why is that? Number two, I would ask you and everybody this: Have we ever seen KZ Akpala play and say, "Man, he got this. He got abused on on defense." No, absolutely not. We've never seen that. Absolutely. Every not. time he plays. And he, he defends. It's always either he was solid or damn, he changed the game. Mm-hmm. So, based off of that, it's more opportunity than it is ability when you talk about defense with KC. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, which is why his DMPs often don't make sense. Because um, we talk about the main thing that I want to see over the course of the next few days, the main thing I really want to see over the course of the rest of the season is a more, and I'm just, I'm just going to keep stealing De'Aaron's word, a more disruptive, disruptive effort on the defensive end that they showed against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That was Terrence. That was Davion. That was De'Aaron. That mm-hmm. was Domas. That was the regulars. And I think ultimately that's what Mike wants. That's why he's had so much trouble finding a consistent lineup or finding a consistent run with guys is because he wants, he wants his guys, those main rotation guys to be those disruptors on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. And so regularly they're not KZ can absolutely do that. KZ absolutely does do that regularly when he's in what he doesn't do is, you know, what Terrence have the other night, like 11, 13, something like that on the offensive end. I don't yeah. think that that's happened from KZ Akpala this year. I think maybe it happened once, but it certainly isn't something that happens regularly when he plays. Right. And and here's the other thing for me when you talk about Thibel. It's not that I don't like him or I wouldn't want him on the team. Like he's he's a fine player. He's a great defender. I'm not willing to give up anything to bring in Matisse Thibel when you have a guy like KZ right on your bench and you got Terrence Davis right. I'm not I'm not interested in doing that. I'm just, I'm just not like I don't think he moves the needle that much. And once again, 
I don't believe he's going to be playing in crunch time, which leads to me saying he's not going to move the needle that much to give up anything for him. That's my thing with Thibel. Not that he's not a good ball player. Not that he's not a top-tier defender. None of that. It's just I'm not willing to give up anything for Matisse Thibel right now. I'd I'd be very curious, like, where? Like, like if – I I believe the interest is legitimate. Um, What's the plan with him? Is 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 like does does do Monty and Mike see a consistent role for Matisse Thybul on a night to night basis, where he comes in in the first half, in the second half, and 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 does his defensive thing? Like that's what I would be genuinely curious to know or is it Terrence is out of the rotation quite a bit I don't know let's give it a shot we'll see what happens and if it doesn't work it doesn't work Mm. is it is it a move to make a move is it just a roll of the let's just see what happens Mm. maybe that maybe that's not exactly a move to make a move maybe it's just let's let's see what happens here Maybe we believe we don't have a future with Terrence Davis. Maybe we do have a future with Matisse Thibel. Let's give it a shot. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not willing to to, to move anything um, from Matisse Thibel. Um, and it really does seem like a move just to make a move, which I'm not in favor of. Like that. Once again, I said this a couple of weeks ago. You don't have to make a move. If you make a move that works out for what you're trying to do and it doesn't cost you too much, sure, it's all good. But don't sit up there and feel like you have to do something. Is there a better option out there? And we'll talk more about this with with with, with James when he joins us uh, at the top of the hour. But uh, Josh Richardson uh, is a name a lot of people bring up. Um, I like Josh Richardson. They brought up someone on the podcast last night. Was it Darius Baisley? I think they brought up. I think it was. I put it in my. Uh, I think I think I'd heard him talk about him before. Okay, so like, is is that more intriguing to you than than the Matisse Thybul? Um, are these guys who move a little bit move like a the needle bit. on the defensive end? Uh, I don't know if that's the right. I, I don't. Once again, I, I keep saying, especially especially with somebody like Thibault, you know, Josh Richardson's a little different because he can give you something on the offensive end. Baisley is, is the same. He can give you something on the offensive end. When you talk about Thibault, you're talking about a, a guy that, that gives you nothing on the offensive end. In theory, you already have a guy like that. Why give up anything to 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 bring in somebody like that before you try the guy that that gives you the same stuff, mm-hmm. like why that doesn't make any sense to me, and especially when you're gonna have that guy on the roster, mm-hmm. and he's not. Once again, I keep saying this: he's not playing in crunch time. Who's coming out? Fox? No. Herder's probably not coming out. No. Harrison Barnes coming out? Nope. Keegan Murray coming out? Nope. Demontis Sabonis coming out? Nope. If he's cooking and he's got 30 points like he's, we've seen him before, is he coming in from Leak Monk? No. No. So I wouldn't give up. But that's a guy like that. I would I would I would give up very little for a guy like that. And once again, you already have a guy like that on your roster. That's defense only. How about try him first? 
What if Rashawn was involved instead? No. You wouldn't do it? You could you could no. you could move Rashawn's contract. Mm. A regular DMP, not really a part of anything right now. You still wouldn't do it? Because I know, because I think you I, right now with what's out there, I would roll the Rashawn situation into the summer, and I think you can get more than what's out there right now. Really? And you couple but, that with 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 maybe another piece or two here and there. I think you could get more than Matisse Thibel. Um, I think he's on an expiring himself. He has the qualifying offer next year, uh-huh. which is like 6.2 restricted free agent the following season. Um, but the qual, I mean, we've, we've, we've lived through the qualifying offer before uh, for those who are old enough to remember Dante DiVincenzo. And, and look, look, I'll say, I'll say this because being team saying homes for Matisse Thibel it's, it's crazy for me to say no to. Let's, let's we already went through the we already went through the starters. No. Stiebel playing it over, but I, I think the idea is Holmes isn't playing either. Right. So why make the move? Well, 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 well now you because now you have another player on the bench who could play defense. Okay, he could play defense. Let's let's go down the bench. Is he playing over Malik Monk? No. See, see no. Th- now you're talking with with Where a player like Matisse Stiebel, just like a player with KZ Akpala. You're talking about a, a, a an in game situation. Where's the minutes coming from? That's all. That's all I'm asking. Where's the minute? Who's sitting? Somebody. The way they play if right now. If it's a night, Malik is struggling. It could be Malik. All right. Look, I mean, so we're, but that's where you you mentioned making a move just to make a move. We're I don't think about- that. No, 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 no. I don't think the Rashawn move is a move to make a move. I think a lot of things happen when you trade Rashawn Holmes. I don't. I don't like to. I don't like to to, to talk about just like you players like this. But uh, in this case, I said that'd be a waste of an asset. Rashawn could I, be a major asset this summer, I, and you just waste it on a guy that might play man, once every three games for twelve minutes. I'm I'm a Rashawn Holmes fan. I like Rashawn Holmes a lot, but explain to me why you believe that. Based well, I, like based on like he, we'll use the term we don't like. He's a he's a major asset. Based on what? I think he. I, I said no. I said that's a waste of an asset. Not he's a major asset. Like I think you okay, can get. Uh, I think you can get more for Rashawn than than Matisse Thybul. Why? Because I think he's he's people see potential in him. People see what he can be in a certain in a certain offense. I don't agree. And unfortunately, even if you can't, look, even if you can, you can get the same thing in the summer. What's the rush to to essentially? It's not a matter of it being a rush. It's a matter of you hypothetically have something in front of you that you can execute right now, and remove all apologies to Rasan, you're removing like $20 million from your future salary cap. I, I, I under, I'm not disputing the Rashawn aspect of it as much as people may think. Once again, I'm asking and Jacob in the chat, he has a lot to say. Tell me wh- who's, whose minutes are coming away from Matisse. I, I feel like I just answered that for you. I, if it, it, it's an, it's an in-game situation, depending on where Malik is at, it could be Malik depending on, you know, what Terrence is. It, it, it could be Terrence. Hell, it could be hell. It could be Davion at this point. He could come in instead of Davion. There's a there's 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 a there's there's a spot. Davion's a better player than him. I don't disagree with that. I don't think there's any scenario where you can go. His minutes are consistent. Where his minutes are consistently here. I don't think there's a scenario for this player where you do that. But I also 
unfortunately, I don't believe Rashawn Holmes is an asset anymore in the offseason. I don't believe he's an asset at the trade deadline. Uh, hmm. He's a player I really like that I desperately want to get it together and, and, and have more of an opportunity and play well. I've just, again, we're 50-something games into the season. I don't know that's going to happen. Hmm. Or if I think we're 49 games into the season. We'll step out. We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk more NBA basketball, uh, more Kings basketball. Want to talk about the Western Conference as well? Because mm. yeah, it's getting snug. We'll do that when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader, Stilo and Casey on ESPN thirteen twenty. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. continues streaming live on the odyssey app james ham coming up at the top of this hour uh we'll talk some of these king's rumors uh with him uh he's got a great edition of off the record happy hour coming up uh, tomorrow that uh, you're going to want to be a part of you got to be a subscriber over at the kingsbeat.com uh, we'll let him talk about that when he gets here and of course we'll get you ready for the sacramento kings and the san antonio spurs uh, tonight in san antonio Real quick, um, I didn't have a 13th round, but I want to ask you, did you see the trailer for George Foreman's movie? I did not. It actually looks really good. And when you think about his story, he's, I think he has a really compelling story. And look, it, I think it's going to be pretty good. So this is, this is, this is like a movie, like a movie. cinematic yeah. movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Big, like a, like a feature, like a, like in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm interested. It, it, it looks pretty good. I, I was intrigued by it. You know, you know, Hulk Hogan tells the story that he it was supposed to be the Hulk Hogan grill, 
instead of the George Foreman grill. But he missed really? the, he missed the call from his agent, and because he missed the call, it went it 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 went to George instead. <laughs> now the only reason, so the the only now obviously Hulk Hogan just couldn't tell the truth if his life was depending on it. <laughs> Except if you ask him how he feels about black people, then he'll tell you exactly <laughs> how he feels. But he, they did have the same lawyer. So there, there's, there's at least some like, oh, okay, I can, I can see that. But yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll tell the story that he missed out on the George Foreman grill because uh, he missed, he missed out is an understatement. That thing is a monster. We were, t- we were talking about legacies earlier. Is that George Foreman's legacy? The grill, <laughs> but more than, more than being a fighter. That, to be honest with you, it just might be yeah. we talk one of the great fighters of all time, but that, that George Foreman grill is my mom know about that. Everybody's right. about yeah. that. Yeah, we <laughs> don't know about the thriller in Manila or or anything else like that or him. Down uh, goes Frazier. It happened. They don't know about all that, but they know about that grill. Wait, what's 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 the what's the it's happened from? Yeah, he beat Michael Moore when he was like forty five years old. Oh, I didn't and know that. He, that's what that was from. Yeah, he was like uh, Michael Moore was about twenty six or so heavyweight champion of the world, and George Foreman came back. That, that's where I think the the movie is going to. That's the arc. That's the happy ending. Like he came back at, I think he was about forty-five years old, and he. No, I, rem- I remember that. I didn't know that. That's what the call was from. Who did Foreman lose to? He might have lost to Holyfield. I remember, but wasn't wasn't Foreman Holyfield's first title defense? He might have been. He Where they been. went, they went like they went the distance. Like I just and remember one. Too. I just remember one. Like he was hitting Foreman and Foreman was like rocking as if he was just about to fall asleep, standing straight on it, like standing on his feet. And that's when I still very much liked boxing. Yeah, they, and they had some, that, that uh, Holyfield Foreman fight was a, mm-hmm. was a classic. Foreman came back and it's crazy. Cause I think he had been gone. I don't know, man. I don't want to exaggerate, but it was like 15, 15 years. He had been gone. And he came back. Forty-five was big, bald, all this other stuff, and beat Michael Moore and and Jim Lampley. It happened. It, it happened. It's so weird seeing the Muhammad Ali foreman, like the 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 the, the thrill in Manila foreman, mm-hmm. that the, the the Joe Frazier foreman, like this giant, like terrifying, mm-hmm. shredded monster. And he was just angry. Like, he was an angry man was the whole story behind it. And then he involved into, like, the most lovable, like, <laughs> character <laughs> with, like, eight kids named George and Georgina and just just incredible. Now, that's bizarre. Just, yeah, that's that's a bit narcissistic. It's like George Seventh is in there somewhere. It's, it's kind of crazy. I, I believe there's a Georgia or a Georgina. There's a girl in there somewhere <laughs> that has some variation of the name George. Well, yeah, man, look up the trailer. Let me know what you think, man. I think it, it looks very interesting. I think he has a good story, too. I think that's what makes it interesting. Well, I looked up the Western Conference this morning, and I'll tell you what sure. I think about that. Woo. Clippers are starting to come together, man, and this is what we this is what we had uh, thought about. This is what we had been preparing for all year, uh, the moment where the Clippers kind of, I don't know if got healthy is the right word, but started to integrate their healthy guys on a more regular basis. And that's what we're seeing with Kawhi. That's what we're seeing with Paul George. And I mentioned to you earlier when we were talking about De'Aaron Fox and what we believe to be that 
last all-star spot that's going to come down to guys like Devin Booker, De'Aaron Fox, and in some people's mind, Paul George uh, and, and, and Kawhi Leonard. And then in the off-out-there off world of the Dunked On podcast, you've got Draymond Green somehow involved in this conversation. I think with the Clippers, there's a belief that they're, they're, they're going to be what a lot of us, including you and I, thought they would be by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And they're putting these takes out there. Oh, it should be Kawhi. It should be Paul George because they're projecting what they t- think this team is going to be at the end of the year. There are many times Dame Lillard missed all-star games where Dame Lillard was the legitimate snub of the all-star team. And he has this monster second half of the season, right? He'll have a monster second half of the season. He'll create moments in the playoffs. He'll wave bye-bye to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And you'll look back on that season like, yeah, Dame Lillard wasn't an all-star. I think some of those guys are embarrassed by things like that. So they're trying to put, though they have no involvement in the selection of this group that will be announced tomorrow. They're trying to make sure they're on the right side of history saying, I told you, I told you, we knew, we knew the, we knew what the Clippers plan was. We knew the Clippers were going to turn it on. We were telling, Hey, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, bad dudes right there. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good, that's a good point by you. And that could be the case. They'd still be wrong. They'd still be wrong. Yeah, because that's not how the All-Star game works. Right. They'd still be wrong. I'd be the first to tell them, like, oh, you're you're wrong for doing that. Like, if that's your thinking, you're wrong, and you need to reevaluate how you go about this whole thing. Yeah, but that's a great point. I think I think that could absolutely be the what's going on in a lot of these people's minds. Um, but, yeah, they're still wrong. I watched a little bit of the Clippers and Bulls last night. Uh, I've tried to make an effort of watching the Clippers a little bit more because that, ab- above all else, is the team that I I, I really do believe in. Um, yeah, Kawhi, Kawhi's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, Ka- Ka- Kawhi Leonard is very much still the player he's always been, whether he's, he's do, do, you know, doing it on a night-to-night basis or, or he's playing, I should say, on a night-to-night basis. He's back to playing like that guy. Yeah, it took him a while to get there because I remember at one point in probably December or something like that, I was just like, yo, he's, he doesn't look the same. Well, he hadn't played in a year and a half as well, so there's something to do with that. So it took time to get back to where he's getting to right now. Like he's, I don't even think he's 100% fully back, but he's starting to get into those vibes. And uh, he's a hell of a ball player, man. I, 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 I do... I know I made the comment earlier, like I don't pay to go watch Kawhi Leonard or anything like that. That don't get that mistaken from the fact that I don't like I don't like watching him. I enjoy watching Kawhi Leonard play. I think he's a, he's a joy to watch. Uh, I like the simplicity of his game. Sometimes I like the way he's able to um, take over a game, you know. And there's there's things he gets to his spot, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. So. Uh, He's a heck of a ball player. He just shouldn't be on the all-star team this year. On January 5th against Denver, Kawhi Leonard played 18 minutes, scored six points. Mm. With, with, with that in mind, in the month of January, uh, Kawhi Leonard, 54.6% from the field, mm. 45% from three, 91% from the free throw line, six rebounds, four assists, 
27.7 points per game. Uh, it was a problem. He Last handful of games, 33, 32, 27, 25, 30, and 36. Ooh. Ooh. I still, I still think, and this has nothing to do with all-star stuff, I still think if they can just – if they can get their standing up, I still think the Clippers are coming out of the West. Mm. I have not changed – my my prediction that was my preseason prediction. What do you uh, what do you mean get their standing up? This healthy, it's, oh. you know, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. You know they always dealing with oh. health issues and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. They can get to those playoffs, you know, healthy and ready to go and, and maintain that throughout the playoffs. Which, to be fair and to be honest with you, I don't see any reason to believe they will because they never do, right? Uh, that's that's me. They they haven't been able to make it through mentally or physically for the last few years, since they've come to the mm-hmm. Clippers. Mm-hmm. So that's me. I don't want to say I'm wishing upon a star because I hope the Kings get to the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. But um, that's me just kind of going with with hope. But I I think the Clippers are the best when they're healthy. I think they're the best team in the Western Conference, and I still think they'll get to the NBA Finals. They're currently 29 and 25. They're in the fourth seed, a game and a half back from your Sacramento Kings. Mm-hmm. Right behind them is the other team. Uh, I think a lot of us expected uh, to crawl back into the top six, uh, and they've done just that, winning their last three. They're now 26 and 24, two and a half games back uh, from your Sacramento Kings, and that's, of course, the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, yeah, they're they're charging up a little bit. You know, they're hulking up just a little bit. So they got a game. Who, hey, who he root for? Yeah. Warriors in, uh, at Minnesota. I guess that's a win-win or a lose-lose. However you want to look at it. Well, My, someone's got to lose. I would say I would say you root for the Warriors. Really. So, so, so root for the Warriors just to to knock Minnesota down a little bit further. Yeah, because I'm with that. Because we don't think the Warriors are going to stay down there. So, right. You know, they're they're eventually going to win. What's this loss going to do? Nothing. Right. But this loss to the Timberwolves, and you know, might send them on a downward spiral. I'm with you. Go Dubs. <laughs> R Dubs, as Trista would say. R Dubs. R Dubs, indeed. Uh, R Dubs, indeed. Yeah, that's the that 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 one is coming up tonight. Um, I think the Warriors and the Clippers in the in the in the in the four spot is scary. So as I, as I was looking over this, it's why I brought it up in like the it was like our our our, our first conversation of the day. It's mm-hmm. why I brought the Mavericks in that two game series up next Friday and Saturday mm-hmm. at the Golden One Center because right behind the Clippers and the Warriors, it's the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. and we're starting to look at like okay, it's not just. It's 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 maintaining this top six spot. They've been sitting at the three seed f- for a while now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they're only this many games up. They're only three games up. They're only two games up. Okay, they're still up. Mm-hmm. It's still the three seed, and they still have been there for a while. But it 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 it's it's why when you got games against a fourteen and thirty seven San Antonio Spurs team, those 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 are, those are games you got to walk away from with a victory. I mean, you 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 you've got the Pacers coming up. I, I forgot what the number was. We outlined it earlier. I think it was t- twelve of thirteen that they lost, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton likely coming back on Friday. 
Um, you've got the Pelicans, who at this point have lost nine in a row. And then you got the 12 and 38 Houston Rockets. And you said get greedy, win six in a row. I don't even know that that's greed. That's certainly staying mentally locked in on the road mm-hmm. for six straight games for a long stretch. Uh, but when you got Golden State playing the way that they are, when you got Los Angeles playing the way that they are, and you know you could walk into something major on your home floor when you return on Friday and Saturday against the Dallas Mavericks. This is just uh it's the <laughs> it's the latest defining stretch <laughs> for the Sacramento Kings in the 2022-2023 season. Oh man, I think you they've you had have so many of those this year. <laughs> and 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 Dallas is is playing from behind in this situation. So they're going to be the team that needs to to sweep those two games. Your objective, if you're the Kings, is just get one of them mm-hmm. when it happens. Um, Dallas, Dallas ain't. I don't. I don't believe. I, them. I, don't I actually, believe, I believe Minnesota will will find a way to get into the top six before Dallas does. Dallas won one game more, more so than Phoenix. Phoenix is a wild card because Phoenix is playing better than I thought right now with with Booker out. They they started to play some good basketball. So so, hmm, maybe Phoenix can get in that top six uh, ahead of Minnesota, right? Today, ask my question. I'm gonna say Minnesota uh, gets in that top six ahead of Dallas and Phoenix, but um, Dallas. Everybody, you know, get all hyped up because Luca go off the way he did. He was he was what he had fifty three the other night. He went yeah. crazy, yeah. you know. It was against Detroit. He was pissed off at somebody. Yeah, at the assistant coach because he was chirping uh, at Luca because Luca disrespected Dwayne Casey, according to the assistant coach. But, you know, and everybody and everybody was like, uh, oh, yeah, I love it. I, I love because Luca was like, you chirping me, I'm going to chirp back. Oh, yeah, yeah, Luca, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that from Luca. Shut the hell up. You better not, hey, next to uh, them games at the Golden One Center, you better not put me on, 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 the, on the hardwood. On court side. Oh no, we I'm don't. be talking to Luca. You, we catch him in the playoffs. I'm be talking to Luca. I don't care what he. I don't care if he might go for 53. I'm be talking to that man. I, I can tell you what won't happen. <laughs> he ain't gonna pop off at the Kings assistant coaches. <laughs> <laughs> not, not with Douglas Dale Christie standing over there. He ain't gonna pop off at the Kings assistant coaches. You come in here, you play your game, you go to the Sawyer, and you get on your plane and you go home. <laughs> uh so someone uh who someone in the chatty house uh got my attention oh it was uh steven mcbride youtube.com slash espn 1320 said warriors have the best conference record in the west i thought oh, that's just something i hadn't caught before and mm-hmm. i look over and he he's accurate but there's mm-hmm. a really interesting caveat to that okay the golden state warriors are right now 15 and 9 in the western conference now, for context purposes, the Denver Nuggets are twenty six and ten. That's crazy. That's thirty six to twenty four. I, I I only point that out because we look at this conference and how messy it is, and the Warriors still have a ton of games to play mm-hmm. against other Western Conference teams. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. We'll, we'll we'll have a lot of what, what what did you say what is it it's Golden State Minnesota tonight 
Golden uh, State, Minnesota. Yep. I think we're going to have a lot of those who he root for moments where it's like, absolutely. I, I don't know. Given and and I'm looking and and that number that uh, that 24 is really unique to them. The Sacramento Kings, they've played uh, six. They've played 26. Mm. Memphis has played 30. Um, I got 31 for Dallas. I got 34 for for Phoenix. Yeah, I mean that. Well, San Antonio, San Antonio's five and twenty-nine. Uh, <laughs> they too have played uh, thirty-four games. That's that. That twenty-four is the is the lowest in the in the entire conference. The Warriors. Uh, I think it's about even. I'm not going to do the math right now, but uh, they got the third worst road record in the Western Conference, only bested by San Antonio and Houston. The Warriors are seven and eighteen on the road. That's accurate. It's yeah, that's the that's the third worst third worst road record. In the Western Conference. In the Western Conference, yeah. Yeah, we are not we are not factoring in the Detroit Pistons or the Charlotte Hornets into this conversation. And and Detroit and Orlando have as many wins as the Warriors on the road. That is true. My goodness gracious. They've been terrible on the road this year. The New York Knicks, 12 and 14 at the Mecca. Oh, they lost last night at the Mecca. 15 and 11 at home. Or away, excuse me. 15 and 11 and away. That's crazy. And, and the Kings, if I'm looking at this, they still have the best road record in the Western Conference. 12 and 10. Yep. Best road record in the Western Conference. It, 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 but, but but to be fair, there is the, uh, you know, if I just did this with conference records, we'll do this with road records too. The Clippers have played 29 road games. It's mm. a lot. <laughs> They've played 29 road games. The Kings have played 22. The Clippers have played like six more games than the Kings overall. But, but <laughs> that, that 12 and 10 number is going to change a lot by the time that series against <laughs> Dallas gets here. What they are about to say, what if the Kings did what I asked them to do and they, they win the rest of the road trip and they, they come back to the Golden 1 Center Boy, that'd be that's another. Is that seventeen and ten? Yeah, another five games. Seventeen and ten on the road. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Those are Celtics numbers. The yeah, Celtics and, are seventeen and nine uh, on the road. And if they did that, there's one game in the Eastern Conference. So what would that be? That put them at like twenty-two and ten, or twenty-one and ten in the conference. The Kings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there'd be five more. One, yeah. Wow. They'd be, <laughs> they would be reaching Celtics Nuggets categories with, 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 with that. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I heard, I didn't see, was it, uh, it was over the weekend, so it had to have been ABC. I, I guess it had to have been ABC. They were trashing the Sacramento. They, they were, I guess, someone. I think it was like Stephen A. or somebody like that was talking about. Man, the West is so weak. The Kings are the three seed. That's the thing. Stephen A. doesn't watch basketball. Stephen A. watches the Lakers, the Knicks, the Nets, and that's it. And you know, you know what? I'm not going to give a pass for any longer because you know. You've lived in that life, and, and Trista talks about it, and, you know, she lives that life, and they talk. I'm not disputing that it's hard to stay up till 1, 2 a.m. watching NBA basketball 
on the West Coast. I'm not going to dispute that. But I will tell you, if you don't do it, I like I can't. What, what are you talking to me about the West Coast NBA basketball for? Like, I'm not going to give that excuse anymore. Man, it's I'm telling you, it's hard to watch those West Coast games if you live on the East Coast. Uh, you're right, it is. But if you're not going to do it, don't talk to me about the league. Only talk to me about Eastern Conference basketball because you're not watching. You're telling me you're not watching because it's too hard. All right, cool. Then what you telling me about the Kings for? We don't watch. And it's crazy. If only there was some sort of mechanism that could record games that you could watch the next day, or if only there was some sort of website that media outlets would give you. I mean, the Kings, when I lived on the East Coast, were awful. Like, Mm -hmm. this was peak terrible for Sacramento. Do you know how many games I watched the next morning at like 9 o'clock in the morning? A ton of them, I'm sure. More than Stephen A. did. Right. Or does. And this is when they were bad. I wasn't even on the radio. Just like it was, it was my way to tap in with the Kings. Mm-hmm. That's just lazy. That's all it. That's all it boils down to. Is I'm, not, I'm not hearing that excuse no more from from the people that say you know it's East Coast and you know it's hard to watch the West Coast games. First of all, you always watch the Lakers, so there's that. Second of all, um, I ain't hearing that. There ain't no pass for that. No, no more. Uh, Jesse brings up a good point. They watch the Blazers. They watch the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Clippers. They just mm-hmm. ignore the Kings. That's 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 all it comes down to. And shout out to Trista, who is up at, every time the Kings game ends, mm-hmm. whether it starts at 5 o'clock or it starts at 7 o'clock, she has a tweet about the beam team going out. Trista's there. Except when she goes to Tr- Buffalo. There's that. There's that. Trista's not who I'm talking about. Trista be there. She's there. She talks about, she says it's tough, it's hard, but she finds a way to get it done. Being a sports fan on the East Coast is terrible. Like, I would not want this job on the East Coast. It would just be awful. Yeah. There's such, a, there's such a long period between games, too. Like, the late games don't really bother me, but say our game gets done, or we have the show over there, it's done at 4 o'clock. <laughs> what am I going to do for the next three hours? <laughs> Ain't no games on. Nothing. No college. No uh, no, no NBA. Nothing for three hours. You know what was always kind of weird was Sundays. Because oh, here, because I'm so conditioned to waking up, get a couple of things done, and then football starts at 10. Football starts at 1. What <laughs> the hell am I going to do? For, what am I going to do the entire morning? You gonna get me to then I gotta stay up till eleven thirty, twelve for these games to finish. <laughs> Miss me with that. I love California. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. We'll step out, man. James Ham's gonna join us. Uh there's Ham. a couple couple of other uh who he root for mm-hmm. uh, things we need to be aware of. Uh so we'll touch on that, then we'll dive into some uh trade rumors and of course the game tonight against the San Antonio Spurs when James Ham joins us at the top of the hour here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D-Lo and Casey. D-Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. That poor uh, vending machine guy in, 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 at, at, the, at the studio in Roseville is going to come in at the end of the week wondering why. What the hell? Why? <laughs> hey, why am I short? Why am I short? <laughs> Hey, man, he, he, it's, ever since the first of the year, he ain't really been getting my business. That's true. Much. That's true. Kenny been coming in with, like, a trail mix and a little bag. And 
He, he's drinking juice. It's not green juice, but he's drinking juice. And... Cola, sea moss. You know, that's my girl, Cola. She got the sea moss. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. he's, he's waking up at 4 a.m. working out. Not yet. Oh, not that. Okay. Not yet. Well, you've been on the Peloton lately. Yeah, yeah. I missed this uh, this week because it's been so hectic. So I missed this week. I got to get back on it next week. Uh, programming note, we haven't mentioned this much. We try not to mention things like like this very often. We'd rather you just be surprised. But Kenny is out the next two days. I think James is joining me on, on Thursday and Friday. Either way, I, I'll, I'll be here with you. But I think James is going to be with me for uh, our post-conversations for Indiana tomorrow or uh, San Antonio tonight and getting ready for Indiana on Friday. So uh, that'll be what it looks like the next couple so of days. Somebody said um, in regards to the Indiana game, and and I don't know how true it is or whatever the case may be, you know, and it, it makes sense, but they were saying Tyrese is scheduled to come back Thursday against the Lakers, and they would hold him out not having him play back-to-back in the Kings game. Interesting. I, I thought it was... I never heard Thursday as a. I, I thought it was Friday mm-hmm. or Sunday. That's what I had read was Friday or Sunday, um, but I haven't. I I, I don't know. If and, is, is there a PacersBeat dot com that I can check out? I don't. The PacersBeat podcast. <laughs> I know there's, a, I'm sure there's a locked on Pacers I could, I could find, but and it's one of those, if you are willing to come back on Friday, then you should be really willing and ready to come back on Thursday. But you know, he, if I were Tyrese, you know, I'd probably be like, no, you go me out of Laker game. I want to come back on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, if, if given the, the choice, I'm confident he'd rather play on Friday mm-hmm. versus Thursday. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's not true. His favorite player is LeBron. Yeah, well, he already played against LeBron. That, who knows if LeBron is going to play against Indiana anyway. Le, LeBron's probably going to want one more uh, one more day off to just ensure. I, th- I think I saw the number today. Was it 97? I think yeah, it, was, it was either 87 or 97 he, points away. He didn't from. get the 117 last night at the Garden. Much to the chagrin of uh, New York City. where Could have seen all sorts of records fall last night. They had a lot of people in the uh, in, in courtside and everything last night. What do you mean? For the Knicks game. Like, a lot of celebrities were in the building. Oh, there were a lot of people. Oh, um, of course. Of course. Hassan Minaj was, was there courtside. Okay. Been to Kings, game. King, Kings fan. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's been one this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been there. Well, why don't they give my man courtside seats? They do. They they well, showed him on camera. Okay. I'm about yeah. to say he need to be there more. I think I was there uh, for for the game mm-hmm. he was at. Um, yeah, he need to be there more. We need to, we need more Samanaj. Well, I mean he's he does work. Yeah, he's he just, you know, he's balling. He's a busy he's dude. He does tour. Hop on that PJ and, and come for the Kings game. All right. Well, that's a lot. It's a great opportunity for Miss, him. Right Miss Pete so, is the one who needs to hop on the. Well, there, that is true. He could ask Miss Pete to borrow her, her her private jet and get here. But if I was to sign not like this, this be a big career move right here, right? What? Like kings are good. I'm. I just what I don't understand. Wait a minute. I, I would turn into the Spike Lee of the Kings. Absolutely would have courtside seats, and you see me there all the time. And you think that's a big career move for Hassan Minaj? I mean, that, that's a good look. No, but what you said is that's a big career. 
That, that, if I was an agent, I would be doing that. I love you, man. You say some silly stuff sometimes. What you mean? What's that? They don't mean nothing for Hassan Minaj to be courtside at the Sacramento Kings right now. I think it something. So, so obviously these are. Where's two... Fifty gonna sit when he comes? Well, that's true. <laughs> Hassan could have his own. He don't have to sit next to Vivek. Oh, that's true. He could have his own seats. But like, that's my true. my point is, like, it doesn't make his career. It didn't make Jack Nicholson's career that he had courtside seat with the Lakers, but man, that was a that was a good look. It didn't make Spike Lee's career, but damn it, that was a good look. Drake didn't make his career, but it was a good look. You do the same thing now with All the right. Kings. Hassan, uh, if you're listening, come sit courtside at the Golden <laughs> One Center. Speaking of uh celebrities, you referenced Spike Lee. This was a con- I, I watched Kenya Barris's movie last night. You, I have it. I have it down. I, I I I watched it last night. You watching it on the plane? Yes. I watched it. It's one. I think it'll be a perfect plane movie. Okay. Two. Like like Kamara. Some of y'all y'all just take stuff too seriously. Kamara had a problem with Kenya. There was absolutely one. There was nothing wrong with the movie. Uh-huh. Two. Like not all. Black directors have to make these deep, introspective, like, it's funny, like, people get upset when you make movies like Emancipation and Mm -hmm. and, and the Emmett Till movie. Like, oh, we're we're putting all of this black trauma on cinema. I don't want to watch it. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Well, here's a non-black trauma movie that's about, like, interracial relationships, and it plays off a bunch of, like, silly stuff and stereotypes. And there's, there's, like, some cheesy stuff in it where... Eddie Murphy is like this super Akbar, like he's this super militant dude, right? Who wears a Fred Hampton was murdered hoodie in the first scene. And he has Jonah Hill in the car and Jonah and and Kanye comes on and, and, and Kanye and Jay-Z come on and, 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 and and it's, and it's uh, brothers in Paris. Right. And, Oh, this is, I, I, I love this song. This song is heat. And Eddie's sitting there like, yeah, what's the name of it? (laughs) <laughs> no what's the name of the song and 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 like that's that's a that's a joke right like that's a long running scene where he's dancing around the name of the song and it's like and, and so like it's just unless you want boys in the hood or menace to society or a john singleton you know hughes brothers joint like that like it's just it's just it's just a movie Right. But I watched like people like Kamara and black Twitter overreact to this movie, I guess because it's Kenya Barris. And I guess because Kenya Barris is influential that they were Mm. offended by it. Like it was like, y'all are ridiculous. Just, Mm. just watch the freaking movie and enjoy it. Like Dion Cole, there's blackish cameos all over the place. Like Dion Cole is in it. Anthony Anderson is in it for a couple of scenes. Uh, uh, there's black AF, uh, uh, nods to people that he's obviously worked with in the past. Yeah. Uh, Julia Larice Dreyfus is in it. Like it's a, it's a fine movie to just sit down and watch, but it had to be like analyzed and dissected as this great, like conversation on race in America. It's like, man, get the F out of here. Y'all are being stupid. Y'all yeah, think that- too freaking much. Every time something comes out, just and watch the movie and enjoy it. You're you jerks are the reason I didn't get season two of Black AF, which I don't care what none of y'all say. It was funny. It was. It was. It was. 
It, it, it moved along slowly, but he got there. It's it's it, he's he's he he's he's creating characters characters out of black people. Like no, he's making fun of his freaking family. <laughs> like literally, that's his family, just mm-hmm. like Blackish is. But again, y'all 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 got to get too deep with every damn thing black directors and artists put out. Y'all got to get too deep with it. Uh, and it's it's one of those things where like that's that's um it's kind of like what we ask for right we we want to have move we want to be able to just make movies or make TV shows and not everything have to be have the weight of being representative of of black history and culture and all this other stuff and it, like sometimes can we just make a show yeah or make right exactly just make a freaking movie. And enjoy it. And get the hell off of Twitter. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 